Good day, and welcome to Far Reaches. We are four people from similar parts of the world who have wound up chasing different dreams and living different lives. We are Richard, Raleigh, Joel, and Micah. Richard and Micah are from Southeast Oregon, from two small ranching communities known as Pine Creek and Plush. Raleigh and Joel are from Northeast Oregon, from the Pendleton area. We met through college, mutual friends, and heard of stories of each other. Somehow wound up being at the same place at the same time. See, we live and work in different parts of the U.S. now and have all taken different paths to get to where we are. We all talk separately and live far apart. So we decided we should try and talk more together. We hope you come along and enjoy. And hey, here we are. Welcome to Far Reaches Podcast. We are live all over the world, all sorts of chaos and shit at the same time. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Welcome, kids. We've had a couple weeks off. We had a little R&R, a little vacay, if you will, but we're back. We're expecting the fourth reacher, but as you're aware, these past few weeks, we've only been three strong, and and three of us is better than five of anybody else, so we're just going to go with that. So um, for those of you watching, you see Richard just got in the cab of his pickup, uh, him and the wife. They're feeding right now um, with the new pickup, so that'll be entertaining, and you know, it's just one of those things where we have schedules built out for the day, and then you know, for lack of a better term, uh, shit happens. So welcome once again to Far Reaches Podcast, brought to you by our phenomenal friends, the best friends in the world at BK Auto Salvage right there in the beautiful Grand Ron Valley, uh, both there in South of La Grande and beautiful Baker City. Uh, still using promo code REACHER. So, you know, they got over 1,200 used vehicles in stock and a large selection of 4 by 4 parts. So if you're out there feeding and tear the shit out of your pickup, they might be able to help you out, uh, even with a new one like what Richard's driving right now. So uh, they're all around. And, uh, you know, given that People's Republic of Oregon, there's still some social distancing stuff going on. So call ahead, get your part. They'll uh, they'll have it waiting for you. So uh, thanks to our good friends there at B&K, and we couldn't do it without them. And we appreciate uh, all they do for us every time. So we're going to start us off with our, um, our weekly update, or a.k.a. the Reach Around. So, uh, Richard, you going to be in a pickup long enough to do the reach around? I know that sounds like prom night, but uh, what are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I can. I'll do that. And then I'll bring the back soap down like Joel and you are doing your reach around. That's perfect. Boy, I had a dollar every time I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's been busy. We're uh, actually going to get some rain maybe today. We did get a little rain on the way down in Daydell this evening, so that was great. Um, been uh, doing a lot of horseback work, uh, sort of interjecting myself into the cow side stuff a little bit more lately, much to the chagrin of my crew, probably. And that keeps everybody but, uh, entertained, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. We had a marathon day. I'm very proud of my lovely wife sitting next to me yesterday. We got up at 3 o'clock, got home at 10, so we had a good day shipping cows. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, just... Uh, just Few people will appreciate this, but uh, it's a little short on help, so I had to recruit Paul Merwin. So I got a uh, phone call during that recruitment. Yeah. Yes, I knew shit was going sideways. Of, a lot of time on the road to uh, visit with people. So <laughs> he is a chatty Kathy. Yes, and if, if my crew looks at me with like I'm odd, uh, I was the least odd person there. 
What was that last part? Oh, they, oh. They, yeah, they grew. They uh, sometimes they wonder where I'm coming from, but uh, when they met Paul, they uh, a new level of shock and awe. You were like the the pinnacle of all things uh, righteous and true after meeting Merwin. Yeah. So anyway, that was uh, my week. Real estate clicking right along, and uh, even with the longer daylight savings time, it seems like there's not enough hours in the day to get everything done. I think that's a good coffee mug. Yeah. Wow, that was a you tremendous, were, uh, tremendous reach around. On, working outside from three, like, are you meaning like 3 a.m. till 10 p.m.? Affirmative. That's yep. too many hours. That's Ill- I think that's, that's a, illegal, actually. That's why there's no overtime in ag. Of, <laughs> yeah, and then go work with a bunch of kids the next day. That was really fun. Oh, today we're going to play the quiet game, kids. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is Brad Bay may or may not have been cranky on Monday. I don't know. Today we're going to just, just free for all, just do whatever you'd like today. Today's creativity time. Let's express ourselves. Yes. No, you know, I don't want to be part of the video. Oh, well. Too bad. <clears throat> but that's not the first time she said that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was I'm the, only one, I'm the only one that she can hit, so let's uh, keep that down there. Yeah, well, she'll save it all up, and next time I see you, I'll probably get the flying karate kick from across the kitchen. So <laughs> I'm going to earn it. I'll put it that way. So are you are you, or are you not hauling a big bale on the back of your pickup right now? No, my plan to the front-end loader, the, the big contraption on the front was way too much, and I tried to flip it into the back of my pickup, mm-hmm. but... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get the backhoe. I gotcha, gotcha. So you're going to get the backhoe so that you can indeed put the bale in the back of the pickup. Is that yeah. what I'm getting? I gotcha. Yeah. Sometimes Anyways, you need the uh, right tool. I'll just uh, it'll be uh, super. I won't even lie. It'll be it'll be as fast as it is. So, but Elena will entertain you while I'm gone. Perfect. She's good commentary. Uh, much better to look at and talk with. So don't take that personal. It's just facts. <clears throat> yeah. So, anyway, but yeah, that's my reach out for the week. You guys were hauling bulls and cows and stuff all over Hell's Half Acre, weren't you? Yeah, I'm looking at. That's what we're trying to feed. It's the last ones that don't fit anywhere. Which mm. they, there's like 20 of them, and they take all day now. So yeah, we want to get them the hell out of here so we can focus on bread. Uh-oh, my horse is escaped, too. Crap. Add that to the list. Yes. Yep. We'll deal with that in a day or so. <laughs> Somebody will find them. They know where to go. They'll, when they get hungry, they'll come back. Yeah, my lame horse is in his lane with the dog. Of course not. So, yeah. And, of course, now all the cattle are feeding their feed that I got them yesterday. So we're, we're winning here. It's a true circle of life. Yeah. All right. I'll get off. Cool. Great update. Thank you for the reach around, Richard. Joel, what about you? Your background has changed since the last time uh, we got a chance to see you. Yeah. Did I, did I miss two? Or I just think one? maybe one. I don't know. We, I think you missed one and then we took off a week basically. So uh, here we are. Did you guys ever talk about uh, um, my movie? I did your movie uh, for you. Yeah. Surviving the yeah. game, yeah. Uh, because oh, the week so before we like uh, week before we did somebody else's movie since they weren't there. I think it was Raleigh's or something. So yeah, great movie though. 
Yeah, Austin Powers. Um, yeah, my background changed. I, I arrived back in Pendleton about uh, maybe two weeks ago. I don't even know if it's been that long. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I picked up myself a, a new vehicle. Um, I got a pickup. Went into that. Uh, that plan is kind of, uh, what do you call it, mission creep? Something like that. So I was just going to get something fairly sensible. I was thinking I was really leaning strongly towards a Jeep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I screwed up and I test drove a, a F-150, like a used F-150. Yeah. And then I was like, I, I want to pick up now. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point, though. Like, just go drive shit till you find what you like. Yeah, and then I was still like, okay, I'm going to go to this next car dealership. I'm going to hold strong to my plan, but I'm going to ask them if they got any good deals on, on a pickup. And then, sure enough, they did. So, damn it, Jan. Ended up with a Ram, brand new Ram. Well, not brand new. Well, I bought it new, but it's a 2020. Oh, um, oh, and you bought it. It's not a lease, it's a purchase. Yeah, I purchased it. Well, sort of. The bank. Well, you're in the process, <laughs> if you will. Uh, so it was a 2020 though so they're looking to get rid of it then yeah yeah probably should have gotten a better deal but i don't i don't know how to negotiate that sort of thing i was just like okay i'll pay that price there's two schools of thought (laughs) yeah like some like my uncle for example like just will grind and he'll never buy a rig from there anyways but like it's just like what he lives for i'm kind of in the middle and sometimes you're like "Ah, i just want it here's the price seems fair bye i'm not gonna waste all day long yeah i i, I did ask if i asked for like a lower price i think like 1500 off and he was like i don't know we can't do that i was like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so i'm a, i'm a hard bargain you are <laughs> if you <laughs> yeah because one of the things is like you set your price and then you know you just leave and then they'll call you most of the time. They, sh- they showed me a piece of paper that had the MSRP on it and the invoice price and mm-hmm. then my price. And it was below invoice. So I called Junior. I was like, is this is this pretty good? And he said, yes. So I was like, okay, I'll buy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It works. You're happy, right? You like it? Good payment? Yeah. It, no. I mean, it's expensive as hell. But well, yeah. <laughs> and the fucking gas, man. That's gonna destroy me. I feel like the gas. So it's got to like, hit me. So you're getting sixteen to eighteen, probably maybe maybe twenty. Right now, I think it's like twelve. Oh, just mostly around town, though, probably. Yeah, just to the golf course and around town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you, which, when you go to Boise on cruise control, you'll probably get sixteen or eighteen, somewhere in there, maybe. So. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just those gas prices are pretty high. What's Thanks. gas running there in Oregon? About 320, 330. Okay. So you're, I think we're like 260, 280, maybe. We were like 219, 220, something like that, but it's gone up a little bit. But yeah, yeah, look at me knowing the price of gas. I, yeah. I, I haven't paid a bit of attention to the price of gas for 15 years. Who are you? And your whole focus is going to be different now. You'd be bitching. I'm like, I'm going to go get gas the safe way. It's oh, yeah. Driving cheaper. Yeah, I got my card and shit. Yeah. It's. <laughs> uh, 
those points matter. You'll be using Brian's number when you get fuel. Yeah, it'll be. <laughs> um, and then I also went out and I went ahead and joined. Got a, Well, I'm not a member. I'm a season pass holder. And I made sure that I knew that. But mm. I'm a season pass holder at the Birch Creek Golf Course. In oh, outstanding. Um, and I've got in probably four or five rounds. Just went, just got back actually. Um, just terrible. You ever do that? You just one day you're like, I was fine yesterday and today I was just awful. Oh, hundred percent. That's golf. Thousand percent. It's terrible. That's, um, what that else summarizes is going on? That's, that's bad. I mean, that's, yeah. It's that's nice the cool thing about having a, a membership that was like, just go play when you want. If I only get eight holes in, it doesn't matter. If I play 22 holes, it doesn't really matter. Just well, it play. does a little bit because they, they really get you on the uh, golf cart. Oh, you have to well. rent the golf cart. Yeah. yeah. And if you bring your own, like Big Daddy did, then you have the trail fee. But uh, you can yeah. always walk. You can walk a lot faster than you can actually drive it in your cart. Well, I was saying to somebody like, they should encourage golf cart usage. Like if I wanted to walk, that's a problem for them because then they'll slow down their whole operation. No, you're not. Usually not, actually. If you got especially if you have two people in one cart, they're never hitting to the same spot. And so a dude with a good push cart, like those three wheel ones, you can zip, dude. You've got shortcuts, you're finding your own ball and hitting. It it actually I used to play league and, and I'd have my own push cart and I just roiled it. It would be yeah, when everybody like tears off and goes to the first hole, um, you're a little bit behind. But once you get there, we're getting some awesome footage. If you're not watching this online, I this is the one episode you have to watch because we really have like ranchers in action with Bradbury because they're fencing. Al's putting up a piece of rope or something right now. It looks like they got horses out. They're doing stuff. Yeah, it's that full piece on of string's not that string's not going to be a very strong fence. It's electric though. Electric fence that the horses knock yeah. down. Oh, well, I guess maybe you need more electricity more, in there. More ribbons on it. She'll get her dialed more in. Volts. More yeah. volts. <laughs> Solar powered. So, yeah. So, awesome video footage from uh, the Bradbury's Forest for this episode. It's pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah. So, I, also, I love my push cart. It was great. Um, it boiled along nicely. I actually donated to somebody when I moved, but I don't remember who the hell it was. So. Yeah, it might be a good thing to think about doing just mm -hmm. for, uh, for my physical fitness. Yeah, yeah. You walk nine or eighteen; it's pretty good little jaunt, and um, you know, still fun. So yeah. it's uh, either way is good. But uh, I like it, yeah. Because if you get if you finish, that's great. If you just go play, I I played a lot more once I had my membership. So yeah, um, yeah. So what else? I think that's about it. I mean, that kind of sums it up. Just move. Well, we just got a new apartment in brooklyn too yeah so i guess i'm bi-coastal for the time being kinky i always had my suspicions yes. there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with that i'm not judging i'm oh, i think there's advantages finally, real quick pendleton people i wear my hat like this a lot of the bar sure yeah after drinking backwards. a little bit I'll turn my hat around backwards i must have, i've probably heard four different people say Hey, there's only two reasons to wear your hat like that, and I don't see no cows. Milking a cow or sucking a dick, and I don't see no cows. Like, like well, you're the expert. I, you know. get, get some new material. 
And I was yeah. like, I actually, the last person said to me, I was like, he's like, you know, there's only two reasons to wear your hat like that. I was like, yeah, I know. I like to suck dick once in a while. Don't worry. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I always do this when I'm pounding your mom. Shut your hole. What do I care? It's, it's a hat. Relax. Really relax. I'm at the yeah, bar that, enjoying myself. I don't care. Uh, I will say one more thing that was probably, I mean, fulfilled a, one of the things that I, I don't want to say it's a dream, but it was uh, something I wanted to do for a long time. You know, when you go on the underground tour and mm -hmm. that first, that bar that you go into to start the tour, it's called the yeah. Shamrock. Mm -hmm. Well, they had the Pendleton Comes to Life this yes. weekend. My brother Casey is on the board at the underground tours. They were having a big after party down there. So he invited me down there and this gal from up by Seattle, country singer, doing live music. And man, that was awesome. Just drinking and hanging out in the shamrock. Some of my, oh, Underground Comes to Life. We had so much fun doing that. So much fun. You, yeah, me, pictures, Casey, yeah. Brian. Found Casey's pistol one year. That was hilarious. <laughs> it, was, it was under. We sat down in the morning, like, I don't know, it's eight o'clock or something. We sat down at the poker table and I'm like, mm, stretching out and put my hand on the table, like under the poker file. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I opened it back and it's like, it's a Ruger single six. I'm like, what the shit? Casey's like, oh my God, that's my pistol. I lost that last year. <laughs> like a real pistol, operational. Yeah 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 i've been uh i'm thinking about getting a pistol myself i, I went into dnb and uh looked at them felt like it's a weird thing to go gun shopping because i feel like they are suspicious of me even though i don't think they are but i oh. feel like i'm being suspicious because like they're judging you so then i affect you and then it's like yeah. this weird circle yeah um i think i might get a 22 pistol semi-automatic oh there you go just for plinking around that. having some fun yeah to go up to target shoot or something um mm -hmm. let's see if they sell it to me that'd be interesting oh i got uh, background checks and stuff well that would be <laughs> but you might think i still live in new york right but i have an oregon license i was gonna say you have an oregon license don't you you mess yeah. Yeah. so yeah. you're golden you might have to wait um I'm not sure with everybody buying pistols if the system's backed up or not, but usually uh, it has to go through the background check thing. And sometimes it's instantaneous and other times it takes a little while. I don't recall. You know, it's bad for gun violence is uh, the affordability of a pistol like that. I was sort of expecting a pistol would probably cost somewhere around 600 bucks. So well, it's like $250. Them, yeah. yeah. Um, a, it's a 22 B. It's probably a piece of shit. So there's that, or not uh, optimal. I'll put it that way. So got good YouTube reviews. What is it? It's a Taurus. Yeah. It's the brand. Yeah. It's black. Mm -hmm. They're okay. <laughs> I wouldn't buy one. That's just me. I mean, I'm sure they're it's, okay. It's like a BB gun for a 38 year old. It is. Yeah. It, it, before starter gun. If you're looking like one of the best people on YouTube to talk about a gun review is Hickok 45. Dude, I can't just best. start off with like a powerful gun. Don't worry about that. No, it, it's 22. It's whatever. And if you want to buy Taurus, rock on. I'm just saying 
it's a good place to start for sure. But Hickok 45, if you just go to his page and type in pretty much any weapon, he's shot at his little course and gives you good feedback. So I can't discourage you at all from getting a Taurus. They're functional. I just don't prefer them myself, but that's me. So you'll be just fine. And there's two other good gun shops, I think, in Pendleton too. So I'd probably go there instead of DMV. But that's just me. Yeah, I was going to go to Gardner's and uh, I don't know. First time I drove up there, I was like, I don't, I don't really want to go look at guns right now. No, if you're not, it just yeah. took off. Yeah. <laughs> I left the house in the mood. I went there specifically for it. I got there. I'm like, nope, I can't do it. Yeah, it happens. Like first time going to the whorehouse, you just ready? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's gonna drive by. I don't think they're open. <laughs> you just walk by that massage parlor several times, like peeking at, trying to get Lady? a peek at the hours. Ladies, first time. Oh, you're busy. I'll come back. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, so that's my week. That's pretty good week. That's not bad. Like, well, move. About pick three up. weeks condensed into one. Right? It is, but yeah, it's good catch up. That's that's outstanding. We got some beautiful country on Richard's Richard's live feed. Well, I could I could sell that for a monthly subscription, no doubt. Just put a GoPro on Richard, turn him loose. Yeah, it's make like a some, good music video. The rain clouds, maybe. Yeah, we'll have to cut this together for a good music video. Away the, the brother. Say again. Oh, we decided to move the bull. And my dog just left chasing deer. Come I saw your dummy. dog just freaking bolt. Here, you say, come here, dummy? Hey. Is that what you said? Hey! Hey! You're fucking helping me! My name's goddammit, not Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so much for showing off my dogs. Well, if you want them to skin them, then they're going to do that. No problem. I was hoping uh, Raleigh would actually be on here because... Um, there was a junior went to an auction, like a livestock auction. Oh, I heard about it. I heard all about it. Yeah. Okay. But aside from him buying a horse, mm -hmm. um, there was a dog that yeah. sold for forty eight thousand dollars, almost fifty there. grand. Yeah. Jeez. It was like you... I've seen Raleigh's dogs on on a. Uh, facebook those he's like sitting on millions of dollars in dogs could be the right person falls in. yeah that was pendleton cattle barons uh myself and marty marty campbell and me and a few other guys started that a long time ago not a long time ago but it's been a while but it's good it's still rolling Someday. yeah i had an awesome sale uh it's really cool to see where that thing's gone really cool but, uh, yeah i had several phone calls about the purchase activity of some individuals Richard, how are your dogs doing, man? <clears throat> I got a bull update. They're back. The bulls are almost to the gate. They need to go out, and we'll see what happens. So but, uh, close. Sometimes a dog's worth a million dollars, and sometimes you uh, can't find enough ammo to take care of them. Affirmative. Yes. <laughs> I'm not condoning killing dogs, but sometimes I really felt like it would be the best option. Just a good, strong warning shot. Yeah. <laughs> Pepper their ass a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just saw your dogs just freaking go. It was awesome. <laughs> Pretty well, country. Knows like it. It the dog is hurting the bull into like where you want it to go. I imagine. They're, if they go through that gate over there, way out in the distance. Yes, sir. By the trees. Yeah. The dog is doing what he's supposed to be doing. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's pretty smart. He knows to do that. 
really, it could go 50-50 right now. At any time. You got bulls out to our gate. It could definitely go 50-50 anytime. Careful. Bulls are dangerous animals. Yeah, yeah. Richard got tipped upside down on his horse one year with a bull. Yeah. One put me in a hospital for th- or in the bed for three months. Yeah. That's that, not not his face. That didn't get touched. It looked like that before, but other parts yeah, of the body. When I was when I heard about that, I was like, didn't ever, anybody ever warn you that bulls are dangerous? First time. Like, I I even know that. They're like, oh, <laughs> didn't we tell you? We should have told you. Every time I'm at a roundup and I see people, I still like get a little bit nervous every time I see somebody walk right behind the horse because, oh. you know, when I was a kid, they're like, don't walk behind the horse, it'll kick you. <laughs> I'm like, how come that horse isn't kicking any of these not, people? Not, it's not an automatic right thing, but yeah. I, <laughs> I love seeing the Doberman work the bulls. That's awesome. <clears throat> The best thing about the Doberman is he's in the right place 50% of the time. Yeah, I saw your border collie just circle back. Go in the wrong direction. She's probably dyslexic. Yeah, you got about two, four, uh, 12, 12 bulls out there, 14. 13. Oh. Nailed it. Baker, yeah. Baker's dozen of bulls. Yeah. I actually have two Baker Bulls here. Got some nice Vegas Bulls, Bobby Harold Bulls. Nice. Hey, get around. Get some live action, folks. If you're not watching Far Reaches on the YouTube, you are or the Facebook, you're missing out because we've got live action. Richard has more bulls than anybody else I've talked to today. Oh, really? We haven't (laughs) talked to anybody, probably, so that would do her. Yeah. Oh, we got the pickup involved. Uh-oh. Pickups in R for race because they're going down the fence. Yeah. Got to be a this more is... efficient way. Well, it seemed to be kind of a spur of the moment thing, I think. Uh, yeah, we're improvising here. That's what I figured. Yeah. So, try and get them out of the rain. Yeah. Trying to get them where the they could shrink. So, yeah. Yeah. A little snot. Yeah. Is it going to charge you? A little pressure, then you back off. Yeah. Get out of here, you sons of bitches. Live action. <laughs> yeah, Richard. Screaming cowboy. Order Collie, a Doberman, and a pickup. You're going to be just fine. Down, down, down. Good job, Dutch. See, he's in the right place. I'm yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> Doberman's showing the border collie what the what for is. This is awesome. Lay down. Lay down. <clears throat> oh, they're just. I feel like these bulls internally, they might be saying, trying to get to Richard and be like, but I'm not supposed to be here. You don't know who I am. <laughs> I This is there, there's some sort of mix up. I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> a bull but you're not listening here we go now we got some full screen action i finally figured out my controls we can still talk yes sir oh yeah some nice oh so we're we're turning back now the gate was there and yeah that's just trying to show them where to go but um they didn't listen 
try it there. I guess now they just want to follow the pickup. Oh, well, then bring it on through. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes you have to lead. Other times you have to push. So uh, this is the uh, improvise, adapt, and overcome strategy, which we often run into. So we're having the... Horn the first, idea. Usually there's that too, like, hey, I'm just going to honk my horn, they're going to follow the pickup. Yes, dear. <laughs> what an awesome view, too. Oh, Seems so obvious in retrospect. You just don't know. Man, I really need to get my pickup out on a farm or a ranch. I mean, that could be arranged quick, fast, and in a hurry. Make it look really cool. It can be done. You need some snobber on the side and some dance. Yeah, so here no, goes Alina no. just driving through the gate with the pickup. She stopped. Well, you got to go farther than that. Go up more. I think she's shoveling some hay around. If Richard would go down the fence, they'd probably oh. go opposite. There they are peeking. Still following. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. There's a straggler. Yeah, this is awesome. Probably not awesome for people that are just uh, listening to us. Well, today. this is perfect example why you need to watch this magic every time we do this and not just listen to the description because, you know, the best color man in the business probably couldn't do this justice because now we've got we've got top 40 speed from Richard who's wind sprinting down <laughs> the feed bunk line. Close-up shot of his belly. It's, it keeps coming. It's like, boring, oh, boring, oh, boring, oh. It's in and out, in and out. So, yeah. Uh, I would be going ape shit if I was him. He's trying to move bulls. One's going the wrong direction because a what? Dog, dog might bring it terrible. back. That bull will come Go back ahead. eventually. Yeah, he's going to get lonely. Kelly's dogs wouldn't do that. Oh, that's a that's oh, a shot. Whoa. Shots fired. Yeah, just jumped right through that fence. That's a feed bunk. Yeah, cables. So uh, cool. Yeah. Man, I can't tell you how good this footage is. This is awesome. Oh, oh, dog shouldn't be there. That's bad. Richard, mm. maybe I'll come down and help you like on a Saturday and Sunday or just Saturday. There's no weekends for Brad Murray. Just come down anytime. <laughs> yeah, we got action back Saturday plan. Come on down. Yeah. Yeah. Where we go. Are there stragglers Wait, are behind we... you, Richard? Is that everybody? Oh, we missed one. There's that one. Okay. He'll come back. He'll be at the gate or over it tomorrow morning. So you're golden. Yeah. Look at that. He'll get lonely. Thank God I had my wife here to take for me. Congrats to the bride. I'm just going to drive through the gate and pitch out some hay. And that's where they're all okay. hunkered around right now. Kind of looks like a tornado was forming right there. Well, that's just a little, just a little desert flower. Did you get him up? Come on. That's awesome. Folks, we just had live action. This is what every moment of the day is pretty much for Richard. Don't forget to close the gate. You can hear it going. Yeah. That's outstanding. I wish, sorry, folks. I wish I got the spotlight on that sooner. I just learned about that feature while, uh, while we're here live. This is what it's all about. So, yeah. Everybody, all of our listeners that own gates, they're probably constantly reminding people, close the gate. And then, they said, did you secure it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just, secure just close it. it. I, I usually piss people off because whenever we go through a gate, I close it. I'm like, we'll be back. Don't worry. I'm like, dude, I've chased too much shit that's not going to get out while we're gone to not freaking close the gate. So I'm closing the gate. They never get out. I don't care. I'm still closing the gate because if they get out, 
we're chasing them. So that's what I'm going to do. Just our saying. senior party. I think our, our senior party. Uh, I don't. I don't know who owned the land, but we had oh. permission to have our party <laughs> yeah. there. It was on a cattle sure ranch. Did. Yeah, we did. But somebody like obviously forgot to close the gate, uh, and a bunch of their cows got out. Got well, we didn't get in trouble. That's good. Well, this kind of sucks. Richard, how are you doing, man? Give us a live update. Our man on the street. We won. Outstanding. Little victories. Yep. Well, we we won one twelfth of the way. We're twelve. Twelve thirteenths. Twelve thirteenths. That's over hundred percent where I come from. Yeah. Pretty good for Adele. That, that's common court. It's best right there. Al's taking a victory lap in the pickup. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. She's going to make you run behind the pickup? She's going to close the gate. I'll be depositing hay. Good lock man. It, lock Good it man. up. Lock the gate up. Lock Secure it down. It you don't want to open it up in the storm. Okay. Really complex latching system. I can tell. Oh, you got the blue twine. That's good shit. Yeah. We got our, We just get. We're. I'm folks. For those of you watching live, I do apologize. We're right up Richard's nose. He's actually <laughs> fogging up the lens with that schnoz, and there so the prominent proboscis, as some might say. Don't yes. forget the dog. Right there. And she makes you drive. That's how smart she is. She's like, I'm going to nap. You get to drive back to town. <clears throat> Kids get in the back. All is well. To our ranch truck. Yeah. Oh, we were admiring earlier uh, the beautiful fold-up back seats and everything else. Wait, hey, where's Junior the Third at? Huh? Where's Junior the Third? He's in the beach house in California. Oh, sun tanning. Outstanding. Yeah. He's got the life, that kid. He's got it figured out. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That was awesome. Guys, next uh, horse is better. What, My wife told me before we came out here that we'd be out here until 8 o'clock. I said, oh, no, it'll just be a quick trip. Oh, so it's your fault for saying that. What the hell's yeah. wrong with you? You know better. Damn it, Bobby. This is why we can't have nice things. Yep. That's fun. I feel like I'm a, more of a cowboy. I'm put my cowboy hat on. There you go. So put it on backwards. Just, just watching it. <laughs> Nothing like, dude. This is a holy. This is a totally new sport, Richard. Like, screw rodeo announcing. We're gonna just have life on the ranch, and we're just gonna announce it as shit goes down. Next event, I guess we're going to the Broken Water Line. No, this just in. We got a we got a horse out. Yeah, it would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick update. Rain's coming. Oh shit, we got to tarp something. It, it would be it'd be all yeah. over it. No, it's fine. We'd have a blast. So we're gonna we're gonna jump in the blue pickup and we're gonna head down to scratch that. No, blue pickup's not starting today. So we're gonna jump in the no, that's not either. Uh we need to find something to jump the backhoe with. This is gonna be a while, folks. This is technically a rain delay. It'd be it's almost like the ranch Olympics. We could just call the call the shots. I saw uh I I saw a outdoor show yesterday 
where they just follow the guy around and he's like, oh, look, there's some coyote hair on this barbed wire fence. Must be a coyote somewhere. I'm like, no shit. But that was the whole show. Just some you know, dude walking you know, around. Yeah. Look, there's some uh, cougar scat. Must be a cougar. <laughs> Must be a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's a long way from the good old days of Marlon Perkins' Mucho Valha Wild Kingdom. Well, I can only think a professor of logic. There must be somebody that's watching it if it's on TV. Apparently, yeah. I guess if you've been trapped in your house for the past twenty-two months, that's pretty exciting shit, right there. There's a cougar out there. Who knows? You haven't even seen a coyote, probably. So, sweet lord, man, that's outstanding. <laughs> I can honestly say this in all sincerity that this is one of the best rage rounds we've ever had. I'm you didn't go you. yet. I'm doing the covered bridge. Here you go. Not the covered bridge, the side bridge. Oh, there we are. Yep. Try and get some cattle. I've never seen that across there before. This is hilarious. I just got a text from Rawls. This says feeding bulls. I'm like, yeah, so is Richard. Big deal. <laughs> Yeah, tell him at least I showed up. Yeah. Still got the bull's head. All right. The audience is probably sick of all this by now. Dude, if they tune in at all every week, this is exactly what they're looking for. So <laughs> I come the the reader on the radio there is all uh, because oh, of the it's being filmed. Like if you look at like a TV or something when you film it, it's all jacked up or a computer monitor. Just yeah, because of the you actually see the frequency that it's operating at. Oh, so yeah, <sighs> go back to the radio. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'll tell you uh, what frequency I'm operating at. Yeah, about 0. 0. <laughs> uh. mm. Oh man, oh well. Since we're still alive, I'll give I'll give some of my reach around since I'm a generous giving individual. So um I suppose the main topic is well it's twofold, but I'll start with the first one. So you know, had the forerunner, and basically as soon as I got rid of my lease pickup and put my forerunner in the garage, it developed a coolant leak and started dripping on the floor. So I was like, Well, that's you know, kind of Murphy's law, that's what you expect. And so I uh, dug through the paperwork that came with it. And the, the guy that had it before me had put a new radiator and stuff in about uh, 5,000 miles ago. So I thought, well, I'll take it to that shop. Because I couldn't find where the leak was coming from. Like maybe something they recommended he didn't want to do, blah, blah, blah. So get it there. And uh, they have it for a couple of days. And they finally get back. I'm like, oh, man, that's, a, that's way back in the back. By between the engine and the transmission. That's really beyond us as a radiator shop. I'm like, cool. Just what I want to hear. <laughs> they go, we recommend this company, um, Airsy. I'm like, okay. And, and then they're in town. Yeah. So I call that company up and talk to the guy and, and he's like, yeah, we can fit you in. I'm like, can you do me a favor, dude? Can you just go pick it up wherever it's at? Because if not, I got an Uber to there, get in it, drive it to you, Uber home. He's like, yeah, not a problem, man. So he calls me a couple of days later. He's like, uh, so here's our options. There is indeed a engine plug in the back, uh, block plug that 
if we get to that one, we got to drop the transmission out and replace that plug. And I was like, hmm, that's not what I wanted to hear. Because what gets better? He goes, uh, there's a total of 13 block plugs on that engine. I'm like, holy crap. He's like, yeah, you've got 204,000 miles on that thing. I'm like, yeah. He's like, so if that one's bad, there's a good chance the other ones are getting ready to go. I'm like, I can't argue that. It's like, well, here's option B. Instead of taking the transmission out, we pull the engine out. We replace all the plugs and the main seal in the back and the valve cover gaskets because they're leaking just a little bit. It'll be a couple of years and they're going to be replaced. But since we got the engine out, like it's literally two minutes instead of like four hours otherwise. And I'm like, sweet Lord, it went from a coolant leak to pulling my engine. He's like, yeah. Um, and it's going to be around 1800 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's that's just about half of what I paid for that thing. He's like, yeah. He goes, he goes, but that thing's cherry, dude. I don't, I don't think, you know, I think it's worth it. If it was me, I'm like, yeah. I actually, I agree. I'm like, for a new engine seal in the back, valve cover gaskets, and all those plugs replaced. Sure, I didn't want to do this, but okay, let's get it done. He's like, okay, it might be ready Friday. And he goes, nah, screw that. It'd probably be ready Monday, but maybe Friday. I'm like, whatever. So Friday at like 10 a.m. he calls and I'm like, this is not the call telling me that everything is cherry and it's already done. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, he goes, hey, uh, got some news about your engine. And I'm just like, son of a bocce. This is not what I want to hear. Like, it just keeps getting worse. He's like, so basically, I owe you an engine. And I'm like, excuse me? And apparently when they had it out and they were drilling out one of the... Uh, block plugs they went right through the block plug right through the engine and into a cylinder wall and he goes yeah we uh we ruined your engine man so i got you a new one coming and i'm like you got to be shitting me he's like uh no no that's what the deal is <laughs> i'm like i am sorry he's like i'm the one apologizing to you and i'm like i know shit happens dude so basically then um i'm like all right that sounds fair we'll square up and he's like all right so like it was like um Thursday, I guess it would have been. He calls me up. He's like, she's ready to go. Actually, he called me on Wednesday and said, yeah, ready to go. So I went and picked it up, went for a drive. He's like, no charge. And I'm like, well, there has to be a charge. He's like, no. And I'm like, well, at least what I was going to pay you before for all the effort, because the same thing pulling. He's like, no. He's like, take it for a ride, see how it runs, and let me know. And um, I'm like, all right. So I went for a drive about 30 miles and came back, and like it was kind of missing a little bit. So I took it back to the shop the next morning and we put new spark plug wires on it and uh, put a new battery in it. And the only thing you let me pay for so far is the battery. He's like, run it for a couple of weeks. Let me know what you think. And then uh, we can talk about the, the plug wires. But um, is it like top, a brand new engine or it's a remanufactured. So it's like oh. basically, yeah. Like, well, it didn't come right off the showroom floor because you can't find them anymore. That, but like that would probably cost like several thousand dollars, wouldn't it? Affirmative. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I brought him a half gallon of Basil Hayden bourbon, which is pretty close to the same price of a new engine, but uh, not quite. And um, yeah, cool thing is, his shop's only like a mile from my house, and I had no idea because <laughs> I had never met the guy until I went to pick it up the first time. So there's sure still good people out there, that, right? Even if they did, uh, I wouldn't want to turn that shit into my insurance if I didn't have to. And yeah, yeah, I mean. And wouldn't like 
I totally thought like, okay, well, whatever I was going to pay you to pull an engine out and put new plugs in it and put it back is definitely worth basically taking another engine and putting it like 1800 bucks seems more than fair for that. And he's like, nope. So still good people out there, apparently. Um, and so now the runner's running like a top. So even a blind big finds an acorn. Who knew? So I was pretty That's surprised. Awesome. Yeah, totally crazy. It's probably good for another hundred and two hundred and twenty-five thousand. Yeah, I mean, I got as long as the transmission holds up, uh, we're good to go. If it goes tits up, we'll throw another one in. So yeah, you, get like, you didn't happen to run the. Maybe you could run the transmission next. Like. Yeah, next time. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, and, and, and uh, when Kurt flew down, he flew down. And they got in Thursday morning. He just came over to the shop and picked me up, and then we were we were good to go. So. Yeah, she's golden and running like a top. But uh, and then today, actually um, yesterday, the University of Florida, because Gainesville is still kind of like a um, overcautious liberal hotbed, so there was some mask stuff still going on at some random places, and the university lifted all of that and like we're full on green flag racing. And so today was my first day back in my office, also. So it was a nice. Uh, it was weird, like going to school. You know, I had my, my, my book bag and all my shit, don't forget nothing. And what am I going to wear? So it was <laughs> all new clothes. All new clothes. I was all excited. Yeah, I had them all laid out the night before, you know, so I knew what I was going to wear. And uh, probably lunch, you know, all that cool stuff. So it was, I'm, like, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm driving to the office. I'm like, which office was mine? I don't <laughs> Seriously, I had not been there, but maybe. I don't know, since I moved here in July, like 20 times maybe. And I definitely have been here to the office since I moved to, bought my house in December. I had not been to the office at all. And it's May. And so, yeah, I'd gone intermittently before when I was staying at my buddy's house. But uh, yeah, I was like, I think it's, I think it's 316 is my office number. Yep, he opens it. So I'm like, hey, well, refrigerator's still running. It was cool. <laughs> One of my pictures had fallen off the wall, which sucked. Um, yeah. I'd be mindful of that Legionnaire's disease, too. So <clears throat> when you don't run water in a building, like in a building for months. Oh, well, the building was still going. Like the lab was still running everything. So, oh. yeah, dude, I'm in the same boat. Like if they told me you need to be back in the office on Monday, like, can you remind me where I go? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't, I think I could find the building, but I don't remember what floor. I was I just was like, on. I really had this. I literally was thinking about it as I was driving in. Like, I think I can find it, but I don't know off the top of my head exactly where my office is. And, and I opened my door and I had a huge Bev Doolittle painting that I'd got at a cattleman's auction and I had hanging up and it had like those command strips, you know, is what we're using to hold shit up. And it had fallen off and shattered glass like all over my office. It was awful. <laughs> So there was that welcome home, but my refrigerator was still running, which is good. Hola, pinche caballo. Is that a wild horse? One of those wild horses? I don't know. Bradbury, what's up with that horse? It's, wild. it's one of the wild horses. That's uh, Dusty. Dusty, gotcha. Yes. Oh, so you do. You can go capture them and take them. Yeah, you want to see his freeze brand? Yeah. Oh, what's a, what's a freeze brand? Instead of a hot iron, they use a cold. 
Oh, what is that? What is that? I've been running the piss out of him for a while, so he's not too friendly with me. Apparently. Oh. Gotcha. He's a, looks like a good boy. Is that like, oh, there it is. Has he got Appy in him, or what the hell's going on with him? Yeah, it, my wife, I don't know. What, I call him a strawberry rum, but she says he's something else. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm colorblind. It's often difficult for me to tell, but I probably wouldn't put him in the strawberry category. Yep. That's all a matter of opinion. That could start a bar fight right there. I'll tell you what, everybody bitches about the wild horses, but they're tougher than hell. I've ridden the piss out of them for two days. He's still horse boiling. Horse horses I'd really screwed up, but he's he's tough. He's from the mean streets, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We we were joking around about Junior's horse purchase. Like like and if, if I bought a horse like that, just get get drunk and buy a horse. <laughs> It'd end up sick. At the vet within two weeks, like I've been feeding it, you know. What do you feed it? Apples. Yeah, a lot, dirt. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of red delicious apples. Cut the shits for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you feed a horse? Yeah. I tried to give it carrots, didn't like the carrot. So just I bought like apples that. and sugar cubes. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> Seriously, his name's Sugar Cube for God's sakes. So I don't understand. Carrots. They got to be able to see in the dark. That's true. That is true. Good Lord. We are way off in the ditch. And I'm loving every second out of it. All right. Let me, let me pull up my where we're supposed to be. Uh, whew, oh, cool. If, if you're if you're a real horse guy, like like Richard, you have, you have horses there. Do you ever actually give them an apple? as like a treat or something? Yeah. Oh, you do. Okay. I'll give them. I'd mostly, we have grain for them. But if I had an apple or a bag of carrots or something, I'd give it to them. Grain's good. <laughs> And most people would contest that I'm a real horse guy. <laughs> well, you got you, you have horses there, so and I you, mean, you use them as well as you just said. I've yeah, been riding I mean, the piss out of that one for the past two days. I think that qualifies for most people as a horse guy. So I'll, yeah. uh, I've I've found that there's two people in ranching: well, people that own horses to work cattle, and people that own horses because they have cattle. So there's that. I'm in the latter. I'm a I'm a cattleman, and the horses are a tool. It's not sure. my whole it's not my whole existence. And a lot of people's whole existence is the horses and the cattle are secondary. There's when I was doing nutrition, there was two types of people. There's people who have horses, and then there's horse people. And yeah. I don't want to talk to horse people. So <laughs> you should just train a cow real good and then ride the cow. Like Mongo. I don't like cows that much. Yeah, he doesn't oh. put the kind of effort in. Yeah. <laughs> be thinking the whole time, like, damn, this would be a good steak. So <laughs> my, my wife's hair is all windblown and dusty, and she's looking very beautiful for a ranch bride. For any yeah, kind of bride. A, Not just a ranch a, bride, for Fifth Avenue bride. Yeah. That's a pretty nice look, actually. She's got that that dusky hue lady Satan, that's who. <laughs> Richard just can't wait to get her home now. He's gonna have to drop early. I don't think he will. There's hay piles all around that place. Yeah. Juniors in California. Yep. He's got investment banking hours. His day's just getting started. Yeah. And Richard's like, and hey, we're going to mute and we're shutting off. Yeah. yeah. Head into a tunnel, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys ready to do the entertainment spotlight? 
Yep. Yeah. Did you guys get the movie oh, watched? Carl, Carl, oh, did you? You picked it, so we're I actually did. back on fine. Yeah. Okay. We are. I almost said like last week when I was taking off, I was almost like, "You guys just go ahead, so we can keep the streak running." And then I was like, "Ah, I really want to talk about this movie." I was kind of being selfish, so yeah. I'm just saying. But I'm going to try something. I'm going to try sharing the screen and actually playing the trailer for this one, kids. I think we got it licked. So if you will uh, get our technology, indulge me just for a second. I think we're going to bust a move on this one. So uh, watch and learn, he says. Hang on. So ridiculous. So funny. Too funny. Makes me laugh. So you guys can hear that, right? Joel, you're on mute. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, yeah I can hear it. He shoots, he scores. Yes. We got to figure it. So, yes. So I married an expert 1993. Mike Myers, Nancy Travis. Mike Myers is his dad. One of my favorites. I think partially because... Um, my buddy Colby, who has glasses a lot like Mike Myers' dad, used to stand outside the classroom no matter where I was in class. And he'd walk by and he'd see me and he'd back up and he would do like the wedding dance in the hallway, <laughs> pipe her down, and I would just crumble and die. 
because there's Colby dancing in the hallway. So uh, that's part of it. And just it's such a random, funny movie. There's a little person over your shoulder, Joel. Watch out. Don't move. (laughs) Don't move. It's a little big daddy. This is Caleb Curran. CC. Is it KC or CC? Must be K. CC. CC. C2. Gotcha. Which is actually our Aunt Celia's nickname. That's interesting. You're CC. You're CC now. Are you glad that your uncle's home? Are you glad that your uncle's home? Yeah, that'd be me. That's him. Yeah, like, who's my uncle? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't know. There's some all dude right. in the basement creeping me out all the time. Yeah. Yeah, he he just got back from baseball practice. He's a pretty good hitter. So is Morgan. Morgan's the, Morgan's Morgan's the girl. Morgan's yeah. the girl. Uh, she's she takes really after her good. mom though, so she's probably yeah. She's, she's a got a hitter. good good. Th- she's nine. She's got a good throwing arm. Hits a ball hard yeah she's got her mom's genes she's gonna be an athlete Uh, way better than the other kids on the team now it's one of the games you were that uncle weren't you yeah tailgating you're freaking tailgating weren't you yeah three innings and had to get out of there that's hilarious so did you guys watch the movie yeah i watched well so i didn't even i just when you texted i was made aware that this was a movie but i happened to watch it like three weeks ago ah well done sir uh yeah I, mike myers is a weird guy because he's so good in like austin powers and play in wayne's world he plays like mm-hmm. that he plays a character really well when he plays a straight-laced guy i don't really it's like it's different him. i think it's because we see him so many times as just the weird guy so or you know like all the stuff he did on snl or anything else so and what a yeah. weird backstory they gave me he's like a poet like, what the yeah, that way, not worry about it being a job. He's in Frisco, he's just chilling. Yeah, I, and I never thought about that before until I watched it this last time. Like, what does he actually do? Oh, he's like a poet, dude. Like, I was like, because most people go that, like, I have like a day job, like, a, you know, I'm a journalist or I work at a bank or I do whatever, but no, that's like his deal. It's a shitty poet in San Francisco, so way which different, which is means he's good. There's that too. Yes. There's Very avant garde. <laughs> Isn't that code for kind of shitty, but still doing it? Yeah. Avant garde. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, I hated that movie when I was little. I watched it and I was like, this is, a, this is dumb. And I'd never watched it again. And then I watched it like three weeks ago. And uh, the funniest parts of it, in my opinion, are his, like, his dad. Which is also him. Yes, thousand percent. Uh, it, it was in the uh, in the trailer. He's like, "Get out of your head! Get See, out of the way!" Pat Snow. It's just, uh, yeah, everything with his dad. Everything, actually, his parents. When his mom's totally macking on his buddy at the house, you tend to we sexy bastard you have. You know that, don't you? Yeah, and she just like lays one on him, like <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, everything that the dad says. He'll go like yourself to sleep in that a huge pillar. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah. It's a virtual planetoid. Yeah. Gregory, uh, what are you guys doing right now? You stuck in traffic? Richard John, you're on mute, man. We're missing all the good stuff. So the cows broke down the electric fence where the horses were at, came in yeah. and drank Again? all their water. 
They have two perfectly good water troughs, but they decided that they'd drink all the water in the trough that we have to fill up with the hose. Gotcha. So we're doing that. Okay, cool. I thought you might suck in traffic we're, or something, so I was checking on you. We're about to hit the road. I was hoping Raleigh would chime in about the time I was going over the hill, but I don't think it's going to work that he way. He still might. Well, we never know. It's a sort of uh, organic experience. So. And honestly, I've actually had Zoom calls all the way to from Adel to Lakeview a couple times, and it works. So it might work this time. I Are you shitting me? Really? Yeah. Wow. Because the way that Zoom because the way that Zoom buffers, I'll be out, but I'll come back in. Cool, yeah. Outstanding. Anyways, but well, before we lose you, what are your thoughts on the movie? Oh, I always like Mike Meyer movies. I always thought that was one that was sort of a little bit different from what his normal one was, and I had totally forgotten about Nancy Travis. So yes, um, is that the lead woman? Yeah, the bitcher. Oh, she's she's pretty. Doesn't she have like I a classic kind of beauty about her? What other movies was she in? Oh, you dick. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'll have to go to my uh, IMDb cheat sheet. But uh, I think she was married to like Tom Cruise or something weird like that, too. Yeah, I was thinking like, yeah, very Top Gun looking. Like, A long time ago. Yeah. She wasn't in Top Gun, but um, she was married. I she think was she was in... married to Tom Cruise, I think. She starred in many films, including Internal Affairs from mm. 1990. That's okay. before my time. Air America, Passed Away, Chaplin, Greedy, uh, Fluke. I've never seen any of those movies. That's too bad. I was a lot, I'm sort of a lot like Joel. I think when I saw it in the 90s, I should have got, I should have been more into it, but I think that, uh, yeah, see it again, it made me feel like I uh, missed a lot the first time around. So, and I think that is I've seen enough to appreciate Mike Myers now that you pick up on the subtleties. Like, I don't know. I think that I don't know. It's it's so it's an interesting movie. So I didn't catch it again until college, and then it then it hit me as funnier then because it came out I think ninety three. So it had been a while, but. It always just made me laugh. And like every summer, McDave and I would just go, he pants new. We always just talked to like that way when we wanted something done. And so <laughs> it just stayed in our lexicon, I guess. But um, yeah, it's completely retarded, really. Um, you know, like the premise is crazy and like the whole plot is funny. And so many side characters, you know, like Charles Grodin, of all people, like the guy who's going to come into the car from like, I need to come into your car. <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, it's just like, and I think he just passed away yesterday. I think Croden did. So, oh wow, yeah, I remember hearing that early this morning on the radio. But you know, him of all, like Stephen Wright is the airplane pilot. You know, actually have no concept of time. He's just like <laughs> not the guy you want piloting your plane at night, <laughs> middle of nowhere. And Alan Arkin is the the police chief was the best. It's interesting because. Uh... Only Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy seem to be able to do the multiple character movies. Other people try it, but it's never it's successful. It seems kind of weak. I, I agree. Yeah. And and like, yeah, I was always like, I always wanted him to do a whole movie with just as his dad, which basically was Fat Bastard and when one of the other Austin Powers movies, basically. 
So, um, but I'd love to see like more of his, his dad, his parents were just absolutely hilarious. And I'll, I'll say one of my favorite movies, Mike Myers movies where he's he is playing straight is, um, and he's not even a character in the movie, he's just uh, narrating it, is uh, Superman on Netflix about uh, the guy that was uh, Alice Cooper's uh, manager. I can't remember his name is, but if you ever want to check out a movie that Mike Myers wrote, directed, and narrated oh. about, it's really good. I cannot think of the guy's name, but he uh, was Janis Joplin's agent, Alice Cooper, The Doors, just crazy. Uh, oh, and he's the one that he's the one that created the uh, celebrity chef movement. So he's the one that first was the manager for Emerald Agassi and made him blow up and started everything like the Food Channel. That that notoriety from Emerald started the Food Channel and all that kind of stuff. Celebrity, the notion of the celebrity chef. So, oh damn, I've not seen that Gordon, yet. Gordon Shepherd, that's his name. Superman, Gordon Shepherd, super amazing guy. Hangs out with the Dalai Lama. Lives in Hawaii. Adopted three kids, and uh, it's all, he's a lot. He's a hundred. S. Thompson type of figure where people just are gravitated to him. It's a really cool story. And Mike Myers is the most brilliant. Wow. I liked him in Glorious Bastards when he was the, the commanding, like, you know, just really, you know, and you, you kind of had to look twice to see that it was him. I enjoyed that. It was good. Joe, what are you reading? What? What? Never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Mike Myers when you're talking. I was. Just, I, th- I wonder if one of his most famous clips might be uh, when they were. He was on TV doing a PSA with Kanye, and Kanye was like, "George Bush hates black people." He's like, "What?" Oh, it's dude, like I live. Remember that? Totally forgot about that. <laughs> totally. Holy Mike Myers' reaction that. in that video was really funny because totally, he, yes. he had no that's an outrageous thing to say yes. on live television. <laughs> Even from Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Oh man. Whew. So yeah, so I married an axe murder. If you haven't seen it, it's worth checking out. And it's got some great actors in it. It's a funny plot line. Mike Myers dressed up like his dad, a crazy blind Scottish guy who yells at his much younger son with a massive heed. It's totally worth it. Um, and just the overall story, it's quite entertaining. So you got a little curtain climber in the background. It's good for you. So I think that's a good shift to the intellectual moment of the week. Hopefully we can get this while Richard's still in coverage too. Uh, again, intellectual moment of the week brought to you by our excellent friends at Pendleton Mixer and Cigar in downtown Pendleton on Immigrant Avenue. Again, just roll into the store, kick open the door and say, good day, shopkeep. Promo code, reach around, and you'll get uh, a treat you'll never forget. And uh, I heard you you had horses for sale. Yes. (laughs) Can you want to buy a rope? That's my favorite. So that's what I would have said afterwards. Beer for my my horses. That should be the new sign out front of the uh, liquor store. Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. I think that would be. Uh, applicable Wait, as well. The, I love the quote. You want to buy a rope? Yes. That's from that's from Pure Country. Yes. Yeah. yeah when he's he's taking lessons or whatever, and the guy's like, "You want to buy a rope?" That's like my favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh, 
that and you know a little white speck of chicken shit but you want to buy a rope is probably my favorite so uh that's what i would say anyways our good friends at Pendleton Mixer and Scar brought to you, bring us uh, every week the intellectual moment of the week. We're back to a quote this week. We got some rain on the windshield. Richard's heading up to Canyon. That's a beautiful shot. Thank you for moving the Livestock Journal too so we get a better view. Very kind. Again, if you're not usually watching this podcast on YouTube or the Facebook, you're missing out. We've got the falls off to the left heading up out of the Adele. It's glorious. Uh, this week's quote, it's a quote by Michael Crichton, of all people. And it's, if you don't know history, then you don't know anything. You are a leaf that doesn't know it is part of a tree. I think it's that second part that means the most. But if you don't know history, then you don't know anything. You are a leaf that doesn't know it is part of a tree. Michael Crichton, author. I thought that was a pretty cool statement. There's a lot of comments people have about history and knowing it and living it and blah, blah, blah. I just like that one for some reason. It kind of stuck out to me. So, uh, you know, a leaf that doesn't know you're part of a tree, like you're just kind of on your own, but you don't realize everything that's attached and grew and happened for you to get to be at that point. I appreciated that. Joel, you look like you're having some intellectual moments. What do you think? Well, I mean, uh, that quote strikes me as uh, people who don't understand history are doomed to repeat it. Um, mm-hmm. it. It sounds like he was probably criticizing people who maybe behave in certain ways where they are on a track to repeat history that we've already been through. Modern times, people are trying to recreate uh, what, like true socialism. We got real historians being like, uh, every time that's been tried, it does not work. Um, it, it strikes me in the quote like that. And then those, you know, the people that support it, they don't really understand finer details. They are that leaf that doesn't know they're connected to a tree. That's my opinion on it. Oh, nice. Richard, can you hear us? Can you talk? Yeah, I can talk. What do you think? Um, I like that quote. I, of course, Michael Crate is one of my favorite authors. And I think that, like, uh, he sums it all up in the, uh, in the Jurassic Park with uh, what he has uh, that Malcolm Gladwell, the Malcolm, uh, oh, I forget what his name is, the guy that Jeff Bloomberg played. Oh, yeah. But the mathematician guy. Always talking about. Yeah, we always. I think a lot of Michael Crane's uh, stories have to do with, um, oh man, uh, not respecting history at all. And, yeah. Uh, like it's a lot of stuff in the future, but really what he's talking about is same old mistakes that we've made before. The past. Like Westworld's a good example. Mm. That's Michael Crane. Yeah. Even, yeah, even even when, when the when the robots become sentient, they become violent. And yeah, it doesn't matter. And I think it shows in like his uh, Westworld because it has so many different um, eras. And I think that he's just saying it doesn't matter what era, there's always this level of violence throughout our culture. Like you just have to learn that it, there's, this tr- there's this constant turnover, but even though the, the motif and the themes in the culture may change, the basic parts of history always remain the same and I, I just think like his a 
lot of his books are brilliant. He wrote one called uh, State of Fear, one called Prey. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just uh, just amazing. I was really, every time I find a good author that I absolutely love, they die. So I, Douglas Adams died a little bit after I read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And then uh, Stephen Ambrose was a great historian, wrote many books, and then he killed off, and then Michael Creighton. So, anyways, but yeah, no, he's one of my favorite authors. Did he die? I didn't know he died. It was a couple years ago. Oh, like like an hour. My wife just informed me that she's hungry and we're going to run out of gas, so I got to keep driving. (laughs) I'm back at it. Okay. Yes. Don't let us. I don't want to get you beat down too much. A little bit for sure, but not not too much. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I think that's a cool quote. I think it says a lot. It's just about being aware, A, of where you are in the system, I think, is part of it. B, what happened to get you where you're at. And I think C, like the leaf on the tree, like you're not the only thing around. You're part of a bigger system. I thought was pretty cool. So uh, I want to make sure. Richard, do you know what your um, next, when your entertainment spotlight's going to be? Are you in a spot to talk about that yet? Um. Malcolm Gladwell just wrote a book called uh, Mafia Bombers. And there's, you don't have to, I'm not expecting anybody to read it, but there's a lot of uh, YouTube videos and stuff and interviews about it. It's on, I talked about it on the last podcast. I just mentioned it. Uh, our history and interviews about it. So I I, I'd encourage everybody to go to the hardcore history again and watch the podcast episode or listen to the podcast episode on mafia golfers so don't have to read the whole book but there's mafia a, golfers? a good idea of uh what's the title again bombers mafia bombers mafia bombers right yeah it's about targeted bombing in world war ii yes I'll try to get that all translated for everybody. I believe it's called Mafia Bombers, Malcolm Gladwell, new book. He was recently on Hardcore History, which is a great podcast as well. So we can check those out. There's a bunch of stuff on YouTube also. So I wanted to get that captured uh, before we lost Brad Burr. Um, Because God knows when we get him back and then we got to try to figure out uh, what the next one is. So there's that, yeah. Hey, hey, real quick, something just reminded me of this, so I just pulled it up again. But, uh, Mikey, you were in the Navy, right? Yes, sir. So, have you ever heard of the award called the Navy Cross? Yeah. Is that like a big time award? Mm hmm. Probably high. Yeah. Because my uncle Ralph, Ralph Curran, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people that listen know Ralph Curran. Uh, I just learned that Brian told me, like, a couple days ago that he won a navy cross in world war ii for his uh i guess heroicism or whatever in extraordinary heroicism heroic heroics they misspelled it it's supposed to be heroicism isn't it hero it says heroism heroism Heroism. that's another yeah older version no uh at guadalacanal oh wow 
in uh, 1943. Anyway, that's something I learned this week. Do we still do that segment? We can. We can do what we learned or our best thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the second highest military decoration awarded to sailors and Marines. So, yeah. 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 That's pretty neat. That's crazy cool, dude. I was hoping Brad Burby around for the, uh, so we got Richard's entertainment spotlight while we could, he'll be back in a while, but we, we lost him at the top of the Canyon there. But, uh, this word I cheated this time. I just searched on, uh, dictionary.com for a random word. And I got, uh, rictus r-i-c-t-u-s richard you're back we're doing word of the week rictus r-i-c-t-u-s what is it rictus r-i-c-t-u-s it sounds like a uh something that happens after everybody gets drunk in a japanese bar <laughs> you're gonna owe me for a new chair very specific that's very specific that's kind of like a ruckus is that what you're saying but close uh is it a noun or a verb can you narrow it, Shit, it a noun or a verb? it's a noun actually joel it's a noun so some sort of an apparatus that probably connects something. That's an interesting way to put that. I guess ultimately two things together. Uh, I think it would ultimately, yes, correct. Not maybe in a conventional okay. thought process, but yeah. Um, it's some sort of a rigging. No, no, it's not. Okay. Okay. No. But the way you said connects, that's really interesting. Um, it's it's like a gaping grin or a grimace or a or a mouth. Um, so yeah, it's con- like there's two things connected to make a mouth, but it's like a grin or a the gape of a mouth this is a rictus. Oh, like like how uh, sensual women in pictures and posters that we'd have on our wall, just slightly ajar. Just a little bit, yes. Yes, so it kind of makes you erectus, I guess you could say. For a slack job, a slack job. A slack job, Yoko? I had the three girls in the Budweiser bikinis. Oh, yeah. Budweiser, it said it on each of their bikinis. Yes, and then next to that, I had the Shelby GT, which I just watched the movie uh, Ford versus Shelby. Yep. <laughs> Which technically means your mouth was the, agape, the but it could have been. Me, the, three, the three girls gave me Rictimortis. mortis. You were yeah. Erectus Maximus, subspecies yeah. Bradburensis. Yeah. <laughs> and now Al's sitting there with Rictus on her face, like, I can't believe this is out loud. Yes, yeah. I, have a, I have a real definition of Rictus going on. <laughs> precisely yes <laughs> just sitting there with a bit of a grimace on your face oh that's too funny so yeah that was an interesting word and joel way to be spot on about the uh connectivity i like how the i like how the dog just right over his shoulder co-piloting 
Yeah. Always. Awesome. With good cow shit breath, I'm sure. And uh, God knows what else. It's perfect. <laughs> You're breaking up there. You sound like uh, R2D2 is getting his ass kicked. That, that dog probably thinks it could drive. He's I think Superman. He's, if he could talk, you'd be like, let me let me try. Like, if I had thumbs, just give me the keys, amateur. <laughs> I don't need thumbs. I can put them right here on this thing. It'll be it's fine. Good. It'll I be fine. It. I got this shit. <laughs> don't worry so much. Oh, well, we're going to shift gears and go to what's grinding your gears, if you don't mind. But uh, kids, again, grinding your gears brought to you by our tremendous friends at BK Auto. Check out their website. We'll have it in the description down below. If you need anything, get a hold of Bo. If you got scrap to pick up, if you need parts, if you're looking around, this is the place to go if you are in Eastern Oregon or Western Idaho, even Northern California. Um, they ship stuff all over the place too. So if you're looking for parts, jump online, check them out. Again, the website will be in the description of this video down below or this podcast. So you have that going for you. Again, uh, they'll pull parts for you. If you prefer to go by and pull your own, they're totally cool with that as well. Just go out there in that junkyard and enjoy yourself. And uh, they'll take care of you. So, again, you get a little discount from promo code Richard. They'll give you a little bump in the price for your scrap. So, how can you go wrong? Tell them we sent you. Go by and see our good friends at BK and uh, let them know we sent you over there and, and uh, take care of them like they take care of us. So, um, Joel, anything grinding your gears right now? Yeah, just, when you said that, I started thinking about it. Uh, one of the benefits of being in Pendleton, I feel like I I, I engage less with like I watch far less news. Mm -hmm. I don't get on Twitter as much, uh, so I don't really see stuff that bothers me. But I saw one thing, and I'll, I'll bring this up, and that was uh, the clip of Joe Biden driving the electric F one fifty. I watched it. It was like it was weird. Like Joe Biden's reaction to is like I'll. Somebody asked him about Ch oh, yeah. or, uh, not trying to ask you a question about, about Israel. Israel, he's like, uh, no, maybe if you get in front of the car, I can run you uh, over. I run you over. All teasing aside, like, dude, if Trump had said something like that, the mass hysteria and outrage about war on the media, and he's like trying to murder the media or some bullshit. Uh, Biden does it again. It's I don't know. It's weird. But I don't. I I didn't find it threatening. <clears throat> um, what really grinded my gears about that was the media's reaction to it. And even I got a text message. I'm on a text message thread with some friends. It's me and another guy who are, think similar similarly to me. I don't know how much, but and then two like one guy is an openly a Marxist. Another guy is uh, just super liberal. And so he texts and he says, uh, he sends the clip of Biden talking and doing that piece. And he says, did you guys see this? This is hilarious. And I, I was like, <laughs> hilarious? Do you know the meaning of that? I don't think that like, word means what you think it means. Yes. And it was just sort of, uh, it was interesting to like, uh, infuriating that he thought it was hilarious but also the 
the journalists that were there when they when he took off speeding away journalists started like just doing this weird little giggle like oh look how adorable that guy is like it it was just that's just not how our media should be treating this guy and then they turn around they call us fascists they lob that insult like you guys are literally (laughs) not neither neither side is on honestly neither side is fascist but i'm i'd be like you guys are on they're much you guys liberals they are flirting with fascism more than republicans well 100 percent uh yeah you can't say this you can't say that you must have this you know yeah and the adulation is that the word is that the word Mm -hmm. it's not a word of the week but towards biden and harris especially like they fucking suck this guy's dick every chance they get yeah and like he has he he is remarkably unimpressive that's how i would describe biden in these years he's i'm sure he was effective in his younger years whether you agree with him or not uh which you probably don't and i don't i wouldn't say i do either but he's lost it one oh, uh, this guy like what are you what is wrong with you guys why are why do they have such a wildly different view than me and i and my friend anthony was like why do you even like engage with that and i'm like because part of me is like they are so curious. adamant about their position and i'm like am i fucking crazy so I, I engage with it to like sort of like test that, and he brought up he's like at least you're aware of uh, you know the doubt that maybe you are wrong. Sure, they, I don't I don't think I that they're... side has any doubt whatsoever that they might be. They don't give any consideration that they could maybe possibly they're wrong. They're going down the wrong path. I heard it stated a while back, and I thought it was really accurate. I, I don't remember who it was on TV. Somebody said. You know, um, conservatives look at a liberal and say, that's a good person with maybe bad ideas. And oftentimes a person on the left-hand side of the aisle is going to say, that's a bad person with bad ideas. Like it's that next level. And I thought, well, that's pretty interesting. Um, And back to your thing about uh, Biden and and the pickup, like I saw no less than 10 different videos that show that he wasn't even driving that pickup, dude. There was another steering wheel on the other side. Somebody else is actually driving that thing. <laughs> Seriously. I don't, I, I mean, I haven't seen that stuff, but. At least 10 things I saw today that he was not driving it. It was a dual steering wheel system. Like the learner's car. And that was, <coughs> which would not well, surprise me at all. Yeah, I'm sure he's not fit to drive on the open road, but. Well, even, well, they're like there. a tarmac or something there. I'm like, sweet lord! Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy is basically a, a hollow puppet at best. But that's the you know not to go maybe down. Maybe it was road. like maybe it was just like a like he was probably actually driving, but maybe they had that set up in case of the emergency, which is a high risk with a guy with dementia. Um, he he he's mm. probably going to be fine, but just in case imagine the fallout 
if something went wrong. So maybe they just had. Well, yeah, they could have easily had a remote control, control to, to kill everything if it if it's if you got slumps over. Like, would it be funny you know. if they had to. Would it be funny if they had to do the twenty third amendment on him? Yes. Whew. I think. I'm sure uh, what's her name is just licking her chops, counting the days because he has oh, to be at be least disaster. two years before she can actually take over and still be another two terms. Or I think so. There's some kind of weird deal where if she took over now, it'll only be one more term. If she takes over after two years, she could actually do two. I think I remember reading that somewhere. Dude, she there's no way she would win. Like nobody well, likes in that, her. that position though. She's just gonna get in like if he's found to not be fit in office she takes over well she would be the incumbent and i don't think she that's the thing is like the incumbent he has to be in for well that's true also joel yeah i I don't know how she even i don't want to go down this road either but anyways so yeah i the way he gets treated the way she gets treated i do know that cnn's numbers are down 75 percent since the first of the year they weren't that hot yeah. to begin with. Like the only people basically watching CNN was uh, the airport. And now <laughs> that's even down. Like 75% drop in numbers for CNN since the first of the year. Aside from Anderson Cooper, they're all fucking nutshell. I like Anderson Cooper, but I actually don't even know if he's still on CNN. But I don't know. After what he did to Jeopardy, he's way on my shit list. So, yeah. Like Chris Hayes and Rachel Maddow and... The and lemon uh, guy? Isn't Lemon Lemon or whatever that... Talk, talk. Lemon, yeah, Don Lemon. And Cuomo's Cuomo. brothers on fucking CNN. Like, I don't know anybody. Every every last powder one blown to hell. Like, if, if they just actually did journalism at all, I might even listen just because I'm always wanting to hear another point of view. But like, it's not journalism remotely. Dude. So, yeah, I'm loving. I'm loving. I don't know what's happened. I haven't looked it up for a while, but you know, Project Veritas is suing mm-hmm. the New York Times, and they've oh, yeah. gotten some favorable judgments and. Yeah, and the New York Times had to admit that yes, we put opinion. Mm-hmm. Our journal columnists, journalists are reporting the news. They had to admit in court that it is opinion. Yeah, they made it up, which is like sort of refreshing to hear them admit it. It didn't make any news. People haven't heard about it. Generally. Obviously not. Um, but it's a little bit sad because you want in order for we as a society we need a publication absolutely the credibility well i say credibility but it should have the credibility of the new york times and they don't have it anymore it's not even it's not even a facade anymore like that ship sailed it's gone washington post is a fucking disaster yeah all those people there's nobody to to hold anybody publicly accountable where you're going to believe a damn thing they say and that's a good thing you gotta go that model of the sub stack where you follow like barry weiss or glenn greenwald Mm -hmm. or whomever and uh but they criticize them so easily because they're not affiliated anymore with the new york times but Mm -hmm. like the new york times you've proved you you failed us. You you fucking failed. Uh, and 60, 60 Minutes just did that. What, yeah. what was that thing? That they were doing a DeSantis. Did? They tried to hold totally hack, yeah. hack DeSantis. Yeah. And like, wrong answer. You got it's, And they got completely blown out of the water. They were the last. Like bastion of like any kind of like, yeah. maybe there's true. some credibility there. 
Yeah. Like completely and, got smoked. Like it was like down. It was like outright. This is just assholishness. It was ridiculous. Um, oh, so unfair. And, yeah. and the fact that they don't really, they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's once, but Trump. <laughs> Jesus Whatever. Christ. You think our, our, one of the most respected institutions for journalism, we can all agree that, well, we can't all agree anymore about how important journalism and truth is. They, they don't exist anymore. That's gone. It's a weird thing. It's so weird. Like there's because that's I'm surprised we haven't seen more. Maybe we will, but all that undercover footage that Veritas got of that people at CNN. Like, hell yeah, we got yeah. Trump. Hell yeah, we just next thing is cl- climate change. And then every time I see a climate change thing on CNN now, or I you know, I don't watch CNN, but I'll get like a blurb. I just laugh. I'm like, yeah, there you go. Like you even told us what you're gonna do. Some people still believe it. It's so ridiculous. Well, it really influenced his policy is a downside. Oh yeah, thousand percent. Yeah, was it John Dave Pena? You ever seen that guy? I think that's his name. No. He's uh, God, I think I have it on my phone. Even he's like he's been on like Rogan, and he's been Dan Pena. He's an older banker dude, uh, and he'll cuss you up a storm or down the other. He's been on Rogan, and he's done some some great uh, Q and A's with people about global warming and about finance and this. I'll, I'll send you a couple of clips. He's absolutely, A, he's hilarious, but B, he's totally spot on. But um, yeah, that, uh, I just, yeah. I guess just the general state of what I understand people and, and anecdotal experience with my friends, but I feel like they're not, unique thinkers they're, no they're part of that crowd that, part of it's going to believe no matter what it's said or done they're going to still be like oh that's great they're going to find any reason to be on the good side of it and, and we're all guilty of that don't get me wrong but it, there comes a point we have to be like dude that's messed up no matter yeah, i mean you know no I matter mean, whose water you're packing like eventually you're like nah, i can't i oh there's gaffes that's oh, oh he's just he's just having another gaff like mm, when that's all you have it's not a gaff it's who you are okay sorry that's the, the thing I'm, yeah the thing i'm sick of is the uh le- left wing accusing anybody who is uh considers themselves a republican or on the right as a white supremacist even yeah. if you even if you're a minority there, yes. there there was a vox or some bullshit was like uh ran a st- column about how you don't actually have to be white to be a white supremacist um they're yeah they just reduce people and but to be a little bit fair they white supremacy is on the right those people are on generally on the right side of the spectrum so yeah there is there are those people but i mean but, there's crazy like, factions within the left these, oh yeah it's like yeah, yeah like Marxism. 15 guys running around in the mountains somewhere okay yeah there's some conservative white supremacists i'm sure uh, yeah. it's the same on every, but that's as a majority like it's not remotely who any of us are and like that that leads me to my grind of my gears is is mayor beetlejuice in chicago only granting one-on-one interviews to people that are black or brown <laughs> 
That's like, crazy. Are you, are you shitting me? Like literally saying it out loud. Too bad if you're white or Asian or anything else, you know, and like, again, that's the point that drives me nuts is to talk about the uh, systemic racism or since you're white, then obviously you're racist and you're white supremacist. And like, <laughs> you're fully judging people solely on how they look. And you're calling me a racist because you look at me and see I'm white. So you assume I'm racist. Like the, the irony meter just absolutely blows the top off of that. Like, do you not understand the words coming out of your mouth? Like on two fronts, like you just look at me and assume what I am because of my color. And then you're actually actively doing that in your administration as a mayor of the third largest city in America. Sorry if you're a white journalist, go pound sand. Um, what what remotely in any yeah. world does that make sense? Richard, can you hear what we're rambling about? Are we doing grind my gears? We are. Yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. That topic sort of dovetailed with what I was going to grind my gears about. Mayor Beetlejuice. All right. Uh, are you done? I just got dialed back in. I don't yeah. want to be in Carry on, wayward son. Carry on. I I was I was I've been uh, watching the Israel thing with quite uh, interested in the way that it's covered and the oh. complete. Um, yeah, it's like uh, everybody forgot that the Jewish were part of the biggest uh, genocide and uh, or probably most recognizable genocide in all human history and now all of a sudden because they're trying to hang on to this little piece of land in the middle of east, middle east so that they can have some sort of civilization and culture uh they're all of a sudden uh, the zionists all the racial slurs i've seen that uh the press thrown at the, the jewish people as a whole that just got me blown away in the middle of this uh when we're supposed to be super sensitive about race and stuff. So uh, got me completely perplexed. They, they never, like, they just show Israel bombing Palestine. They never show, well, they started to show it a little bit today, but um, yeah, for the first three days, you would have thought that Palestine was doing nothing and that the Israelis were just randomly bonding about a spite or something. <laughs> so that's been really annoying the hell out of me lately because I, uh, I've read enough history that it, it, it was getting that little piece was uh, critical for them and uh, hanging on to it is critical for them. Mm-hmm. We pronounce that we have all these uh, values about preserving cultures and races, and, uh, but we're, uh, most of it seems like those same people that are making those uh, pronouncements are uh, super willing to throw the Jewish race under the bus. So that's been, uh, I find that really perfecting the juxtaposition. Well, it's just, again, one side of the story, and it's like you know, you're condemning somebody for defending themselves. How ridiculous is that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. The, those, the pro, one, of the, one of the side issues there that also grinds my gears is... Uh, you got you got Palestinians and Britain and Canada, Britain, Canada, and even and in America too, the Palestinians mm-hmm. going out and committing hate crimes against uh, Jews. Um, it's like you 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 guys fled your country because it fucking sucks so bad, and then like 
I, I feel like they don't really, they get so passionate about it. I'm like, you didn't, you obviously didn't really care about your country that much. Because you you're here. It. Yeah. Um, and why are you taking this out on the British or the Canadian government? They have no part in this. Right. So they're in Montreal uh, or in Quebec. There's a lot of uh, anti-Semitic violence taking place being committed by the Palestinian, like Palestinian immigrants or whatever. Um, and let me also, I should have prefaced this, but I'm not that well educated. I don't think very many people are that well educated. No, on I don't think any of us are. And that shows how Israeli is. Pal Palestinian uh, fighting, but like you're not there you're like you're in the wrong country to be throwing these fucking riots in the street and attacking local jewish people they're not part of it they're not in israel and you're not in fucking palestine and they need to be brought up on charges of terrorism honestly because of what they're doing in some of these situations it just goes back to the whole just reporting one side and not understanding the history of it. And again, got members uh, of Congress openly saying outrageous anti-Semitic. Yeah. While they're right. crafting anti, was it, I think it's Asian now is the one that everybody's worried about offending or something. I, I, I again don't treat anybody wrong, but now there's specific. I think like anti-Asian hate legislation being proposed. At the very same time, you're, you're talking out of your ass about Israel. So I, I just don't understand. Ah, namaste. Okay, we're going we're gonna to put a pin in that one and move on. To Richard Mail, uh, we had some fantastic follow-up on our previous episode. It's been almost two weeks ago now. Um, it just basically got silly. But uh, from JD in Idaho, uh, JD actually called me and we talked for almost an hour. I think I've got it pretty much boiled down to about two sentences but uh oh my god almost ran off the road laughing i still learn something every time and laugh like crazy at that episode uh thank you much keep it up guys that's basically an hour conversation uh amy in oregon oh my god i was laughing so hard my face id wouldn't work on my phone i almost had to stop the car so i thought that was good and just from today uh g Sure, it'll be nice to have a new episode of Reachers while I'm driving all the way up to Willow County. That's from Spoon in uh, LeGrand. So I apologize to Spoon and said, hang tight, little buddy. There's another one coming soon. So as a recent Pendletonian uh, transplant mm -hmm. in the Pendleton, I've, I've, I've received feedback. Uh, people do not like the new logo. Oh, good to know. No, we need a new logo. Not a problem. That one kind of came out on accident, so we ran with it, but uh, yeah. Looks like you know, a Randy Rogers band t-shirt to me. I guess maybe that's why I kind of liked it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Still looking for suggestions. What, if anybody episode, wants to... what, episode, what episode was so damn funny? I didn't, I didn't remember being that funny. The last one, apparently, we did. We had people cracking up, so who knew? What did we talk about? What did we talk about the last one? I don't even remember. I don't remember. I'll have to look at my notes somewhere. You know, we were just laughing a lot. Apparently. What was the title? What was the, what was the title of that I one? I think it was FedEx Fistfight. Oh, no. I was I on that one. Like, between. Are you on FedEx Fistfight, Joel? Yeah. Then it was the other yeah. one. 
Hold on a second. I might even have to go to the records. I heard uh, <laughs> Raleigh's having a baby for my mom. Yes. That was the last one. Yeah. Oh, do a handstand. We're doing this. That was the last one. <laughs> yeah we talked about swine food in the junkyard and uh rawls having a kid and cal and swine flu have another one and um yeah that, that was it yeah i, I still think fedex fistfight is probably the best title of the year so far but do a handstand we're doing this was a pretty good uh, pretty good one as well richard so i thank you for that both of those are from you That's outstanding. Yeah, I don't even remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> so much for oh, recapturing the magic. Oh, I got it now. I got I remember. Yeah, I remember it now. All right. Like, I'll, I'll come back to you now. <laughs> yeah, I remember. We are pretty fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, I think that's when Al was throwing shit at you in the kitchen, I think. That doesn't narrow it down. She doesn't like to live with the funny all the time. Yes, that's what everybody says. Like, oh, you're so funny. Yeah, you say that now, but wait till you put up with it all the time. It's this is not as fun as it sounds. So uh with that, we're gonna roll to the best thing of the week and get this wrapped up so we can get everybody on their way. But uh Joel, what do you have for best thing of the week? Uh I guess what I'll mention it hasn't happened yet, but I'm I'm headed up to uh Boise tomorrow for oh, yes. a comedy comedy festival festival with like uh i think there's like 30 comics coming from new york city holy uh, crap out to boise for a three-day deal that's like extravaganza where's it at yeah uh it's called it's called the edge of the universe or something like that oh. it's, uh south of the river okay boise is a fun town too that's gonna be a blast i'm jealous that's pretty cool yeah look forward to that Awesome. You gotta take my new pickup out too. Oh yes, put some miles. Check the get the mileage dialed in. You have to reset the odometer. Check your miles when you get there. You'll be happy. Yeah. I'm guessing fifteen point six. That's my guess. You gotta go up cabbage. That's gonna be. You get to come down cabbage tank. too. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, Richard, what do you got? Best thing of the week. Well, it is. Uh, am I off mute now? You are. Yep. Yeah, okay. Well, this week started really uh, bad. Um, it's going to be a bad summer, so every not really looking forward to the next six or so months. It's going to be uh, sort of uh, Armageddon around here. But uh, found out we got about three more weeks of water left in Adel for our hay crop. Mm. Maybe another month of water for cows in the desert, so it's going to be real chase. The uh, if the cows come home before we've managed to grow them hay to eat, so that'll be interesting. But uh, it's raining right now, so I'd say after this week, the best part of this week is uh, the rain that is currently happening as we're having this little conversation. That's beautiful. So it might not do much, but it's uh, just a little bit of hope that makes everything. Uh, little better go to sleep and uh see what it looks like in the morning Set a little bit of dust and just that smell of rain in the desert there's nothing better so it helps yeah one so, way or another not probably as much as you anyways need. i think uh i think i think the the uh what would you call it the i don't want to say retribution but the the um 
what's going to be coming to the West Coast this year is going to be uh, it's going to be a disruptive change. It's going to not only affect cattle and it's going to affect farming and crops and all sorts of stuff. I mean, Klamath Basin no, that's has a mess. zero. They're going to get zero zero water, no water at all for any of the crops, and it's one of the most productive valleys in Oregon. So yep. Um, yeah, it's a it's a spooky deal, and it's not better. It's, I mean, it's, there's degrees of better, but it's going to be a drought. Pretty much all the Intermountain West, the Pacific Northwest, and California, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada. It's uh, if you're living in a city, it's going to be good. But everybody that's growing your food and in the hinterlands has no water, and they're not growing anything, and it's just going to be. Uh, Things are going to look really bad come the end of the year. It's, not, it's going to be one for the books, I think. Wow. Thanks for spinning the best thing in the week right into the shitter. That's uh, it's perfect. But but it, but it's raining right now. So, so you well, got it's that. hard to stay pessimistic. Yeah. So we got exactly. that. So who knows? Maybe this will be a biblical miracle or something. Couldn't get, so. some, get some good rains and keep things rolling. I hope so. Yeah. Because yeah. none of the stuff yeah. is what we want to see at all. That's where we're at. Uh, yeah it happens sometimes we can't get around it so it is what it is uh for me uh good one of my best friends in the world came to town last week we went and watched a concert in downtown gainesville at a little little bar i think they held uh 12 or 1300 people max got to see uh cody canada and the departed and uh dirks bentley of all people playing I think it's called like the high times and or low times and hangovers or something like that tour, but they're just playing little dive bars all around. So it was great to have uh, Kirk come down for a few days. We just hung out and, you know, here it's like normal life. So it was cool to take somebody who lives in Oregon and go have breakfast and not have to worry about any restrictions or masks or any of that. And then uh, the concert, you know, it was, it was 1300 people just raging in a bar. Uh, you'd never know that other parts of the world are completely chaotic and shut down and over overwhelming with assholishness so you know we had had some beers had some food had some fun so that went, and i took two days off for like the first time i've done that in a long long time so just like totally checked out like i'm not checking my email i'm not doing anything i am gone and i will see you on monday so that was probably the second best part of that i was just like totally checking out which i have not done in a long time so all that added up to tremendous fun and uh, just grateful to have good friends that will come visit and hang out. And I had, had a great time. So we got to chill with Cody for a while afterwards and catch up with him and hadn't seen him in a while. So, um, yeah, it's good. It's pretty hard to beat that. So that's my best thing. Yeah, yeah that's pretty neat getting to hang out with Cody Canada. Yeah, just good people. <clears throat> And then also seeing Dirk Bentley in a small bar is a real treat. I've gotten to do that once myself, but in a, but not like his real songs, more like his side project. Oh yeah, but, this was full on. Like it, it sold out in like awesome. ten seconds when they came. Tickets came out like it was insane when tickets first came out. So huh. it was pretty cool. And then uh, Kurt's wife set for wife of the year because it was her idea to uh, export him down here for a couple of days just to hang out and have a little fun. So everybody enjoyed but uh that was it does anybody else have anything uh good at the order richard you got next time for a movie which is awesome rawls we missed you um guys anything else 
Nothing for me, Micah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm good. I no, apologize for the I apologize for all the sporadicness of this podcast, uh, yeah, mainly due to my uh, lack of preparation. That's so. never happened from you before. I was completely taken by surprise. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have to think about this for a while. But uh, I know I, I'm really going to take it to heart and really think about my actions and try and correct them going into the future. You know, when we look at the optics of this, Richard, through that lens of just how you're behaving, I think. Uh, <laughs> This is what it's all about. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is what we put up with. It's, it's great to see you guys out chasing bulls and the dogs and just the chaos. And, I, you know, we're going to have to just do, like, uh, ranch announcing, I think, from time to time. I think it makes everything better. So one of my favorite episodes oh, this far. I, I did want to mention that the field we were in is called the Sand Lots. It is a giant sand okay. dune. Yes. Yes we that we have some there's some greasewood that grows in it and some salt grass and uh that's about all that'll ever grow in it and the reason why the cattle are there they're the last bunch that haven't been able to go out to the pasture yet but it's because we're irrigating all the meadows with the why we have water so Mm -hmm. they're uh they're um they're temporarily so i don't want everybody saying where are you raising to run those cows at? Blah, blah, blah. So they're there temporarily. So they're everybody holding. just calm down. You were feeding them as well. Yeah. Like that was the whole point of it. Yeah. So. They, ha- they have good water and uh, I see them every day. So um, they, they will be going out to the places where they need to go. They're just not there just quite yet. So, like, hey, man, your hotel's not, your room's not ready yet. Please hang out in the lobby. We'll bring you some snacks, but we're cleaning your room. It'll be ready in a little while. Yep. So all is well. Yep. So. Oh, that's awesome. No, I, uh, that's one of my favorite episodes because it was just us, uh, being us balls. You fucking missed out. Told you. Uh, so, you know, we're going to have to call it three quarters reaching. So, um, and going back to what Joel mentioned, if you guys have ideas about logo, shoot them our way. I was fiddling around with these and inadvertently just seeing how it looked online. And then it it, it was published and I was like, well, well, crap. I like it because it looks like Randy Rogers logo, but that's me. I'm definitely biased towards that. So, uh, it's all good, but feedback, that's what we're all about. Speaking of which, if you have feedback about this, please get it to us. If you have comments, questions, laughs, uh, please do so. Please make sure you click on the links that go into the descriptions below for our good friends at B&K. And uh, make sure you follow us on the YouTube and the Facebook. We get a lot of good feedback from our Facebook channel or page, I suppose, if you will. Um, if you have questions suggestions we always take those as well i'll try to get your reach your mail done as much as possible like i said i had an hour conversation with john and i had to boil it down to like two sentences basically because most of the rest of it probably shouldn't be on the air um it didn't mean much to anybody else either but you know we're gonna wrap this one up for now um again everywhere there's a podcast you can find us or the youtube or the facebook so if you got questions comments concerns shoot them on in we'll be back soon probably sooner than you want but until then uh keep on reaching And uh, we'll see you kids uh, very soon.